Okay, so what we're going to do tonight is a topic which, as far as I know, we have not uh, done yet, as far as my recollection, which isn't so good anyways, but I think it's uh, something that we haven't done, and it was really relevant uh, a couple weeks ago on uh, before Rosh Chodesh, uh, and I remember uh, thinking about it and uh, raising the the question to uh, to some people uh, that Shabbos, and then uh, just putting in the back of my head that this is something which uh, is interesting, and hopefully I'll uh, I'll get to it at some point. And that is that in the past few years, it's become more and more common uh, for people to go ahead and to uh, say what's called the Tefilas Hashla. So the Shla HaKadosh, Vishaya Horvitz, so he composed a tefillah for parents to say that their children should be um, loyal to Torah. And it was, uh, he, the, the common practice is to say it on Erev Rosh Chodesh Sivan. I don't know how that date was chosen. I never really researched the tefillah or the origin of it or the practice of saying it. Um, I myself don't uh, don't say it, it happens to be. But it's something which, uh, you know, uh, if you're on many email lists, so you can get all sorts of reminders, you know, a couple of leading up a couple of days, you know, they'll send you a picture of the tefillah and all of the, all of those things. So this year it happened to be that Erev Rosh Chodesh Sivan, Rosh Chodesh Sivan was on Sunday, which means obviously that Erev Rosh Chodesh Sivan is on Shabbos. And what I was wondering about was that we know that there is, we're going to see that there is a restriction against davening for personal needs on Shabbos. So I was wondering whether or not saying this tefillah hashla, whether this is something which would be permitted or not, is this, does this constitute, so as we're going to see, although as with all good rules in halacha, that something is true, except when it's not. So you're not allowed to daven for personal needs on Shabbos, except for all of the exceptions, many of which we'll touch upon tonight, where you are allowed to daven on Shabbos. And then the question uh, is, and whether the tefillah hashla is one of those uh, examples which is going to follow the rule that you're not allowed to do it on Shabbos, or whether it follows the exception that you are allowed to do it on Shabbos. So that's what I was wondering, and it happened to be that I was researching another thing uh, the other day, and I bumped into Mar Makomos, I bumped into sources related to saying the tefillah hashla on Shabbos. So I said, okay, this is a, uh, since it uh, fell into my lap, as it were, so we're going to go ahead and we're going to explore the issue, the issue now. All right, so with that introduction, so we will go ahead and jump in. So hopefully this appears on your screen. The sources are there. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Great. So this halakha actually begins in the Yushalmi. Rather than beginning in the Shas Bavli, this uh, originates from a, uh, a Yerushalmi, although it is quoted by the Beis Yosef, so he, uh, in a sense, mainstreams this uh, this idea. But the Yerushalmi says, Tani, so the Brisa teaches, now remember that uh, the Yerushalmi is much more terse than the Bavli. So it says things very short and to the point, and we rely on the Meforshi, we rely on the commentators to the Yushami much more as a crutch in order to be able to understand the text itself, more so than we do by uh, by the Bavli. But it says, Tani, So here the Yushami says explicitly, to be toveya means to ask. So to ask for personal things on Shabbos is aser, you're not allowed to do. Um, 
Actually, we'll see this together with the Korban Eida. The Korban Eida is one of the primary commentators on the Yushalmi. So it says, Why are you not allowed to make personal requests on Shabbos? So the Korban Eida explains, Because part of Oneg Shabbos, part of enjoying Shabbos includes, that a person should consider it as if all of their needs have been taken care of. Everything that they want, everything that they uh, request has been satisfied. And therefore, somebody who asks for something personal on Shabbos. So he demonstrates the opposite. He's saying, I don't consider as if everything has been completed. And if a person says, I need this, I need that, then you have a whole laundry list of things which you need. So that also, not only does it indicate that a person does not see their life as whole and complete, which they should perceive that when they are experiencing Shabbos. But as you think about all the things that you need, so for many of us, that generates anxiety. So generating anxiety is something that we're not trying to, uh, we don't want to do on, uh, on Shabbos. And therefore, this is something which, as a general rule, we don't do. We don't do. Okay, so that is the rule. Now, back to the Yushalmi. Reb Zeyra Sha'al Reb Barba. So Reb Zeyra asked, Reb Barba, Ma'u Meymar Re'enu Parnaseinu. So in benching, we say, we say, Re'enu Zuneinu Parnaseinu, when we talk about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we're seemingly asking HaKadosh Baruch Hu to provide us with sustenance, provide us with uh, financial support. So are you allowed to go ahead and include those words in benching or not? Does the, including those words where we ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu that he should shepherd us and he should support us and he should financially sustain us, does that violate this rule of making personal requests on Shabbos? So Amr so Rebchia Barba answered, Tofes brachos kachem. Tofes brachos means that we have this word tofes in the, in the dafyomi the past couple of days. What it means is, is that we consider this to be a standard text of davening. In something which is a standard text, it's not personalized at all. It has nothing to do with my personal needs or wants. But this is something which everybody says. So when we talk about the... Uh, the uh, the uh, a which is universal, so that does not. The Yushami says that that universal request does not violate the the restriction against making personal requests on Shabbos. And the reason why it's interesting why this is true. So the Korban Eida says, why is it that you're allowed to uh, say a standard bracha even though it contains a request? So says it says the Korban Eida. Because this is the standard wording of the bracha. And we don't want you to go ahead and start changing around the wording of benching from what you say during the week to what you're going to say on Shabbos. Why? Interestingly, because when you go ahead and you start changing around the wording, then you'll get confused. And if you get confused, you'll end up saying it incorrectly. So rather than run the risk of saying it incorrectly and leaving out something which should be said or leaving something in which should have been left out. So uh, as uh, something which is a universal bracha, a standard part of the text, standard part of the liturgy, so that we go ahead and we do um, without uh, without making any changes whatsoever. So that's the way the Korban Eida explains it. But the Pnei Moshe has a slightly different explanation. 
Rebbe Moshe is also one of the primary commentators to the Yushalmi. Appears on the, the page of the standard text. And he says, Mashu Nusach HaBracha, Hikach. Whatever is considered to be the universal language of the bracha, so that's what we say. Lo Yishane, and we don't change it. Velo Amru, and Chazal's warning against making personal requests on Shabbos, is Elosh Lohosip Betachanunim Atzerachav. It means to don't, uh, it's a restriction against adding additional supplications, additional requests, as one would do during the week. So as one is, uh, you know, uh, is, uh, you know, davening, barech aleinu, which is a bracha, which is related to parnasa. So during the week, you may say, oh, and I have this deal, which is coming up. I'd like that to go through, or I'm applying for this job, and I want to be able to get that job, or I'm going to my boss, and I want to get a raise. So during the week, you may add those personal things in. On Shabbos, we don't want you to add those personal things in, but it's only additional things, but whatever is considered to be the standard text of the bracha. So the standard text of a bracha, that does not violate this restriction of making personal requests on Shabbos. So that's the way the Korban Eda and the Pnei Moshe understand this halacha. Now, right off the bat, it's interesting because what would this mean if I were to ask you now that standard text you are allowed to say, and the only restriction is adding personal requests. So uh, if I were to ask you, are you allowed to say the weekday Shimon Esrei on Shabbos? We don't do that. But are you allowed to go ahead and say that? It, does that constitute a violation of this restriction of personal requests or not? So based on what we just read in the Pnei Moshe, it should technically be permitted. Because if all I'm doing is the standard text, which everybody says of Shmon Esrei, of the weekday Shmon Esrei, those 13 brachas in the middle, so that should be perfectly acceptable. But interestingly, the Archashulchan says, this is talking about Friday night. So Friday night in Marav. So the Chazan says, And we get up and we say the Amida, which is comprised of seven brachos. The first three brachas are the same three brachas we say at the beginning of Amida, even during the week. Because they're only they're praises of God, so therefore they can't be offensive anyways. And therefore, dummy Shabbos Sechol. And in that regard, we don't differentiate between the first three brachas that we say during the week or the first three brachas that we say on Shabbos. Ava brachos em But when it comes to the middle brachos, heim bakashos, these are constitute requests. She'ein lo'om Shabbos, which should not be said on Shabbos. And before she point out that this explanation of the Orach HaShochan, that since they are they constitute requests, therefore they're not allowed to be said on Shabbos, that would go against what we read in the Pnei Moshe. Pnei Moshe would say that since this is a standard text, it does not violate the rule and it would be permitted. And instead, we rely really, the reason why we don't say it is based on the Gemara and Brachos, which says that Chazal didn't want to be matriachas. They didn't want us to spend too much time davening on Shabbos. So therefore, they said, you know what, we'll shorten the text for you so you can get home quicker, you can spend time with your family, and you could uh, get to the Suda, and all of that stuff. But it's not, the uh, the, the Gemara Brachos implies that it's not something offensive to say the middle Brachas on Shabbos. It's just that Chazal didn't want to burden us. But the Archa makes it seem as if there's some sort of formal restriction against doing so due to the fact that you're not allowed to make personal requests on Shabbos.
Okay, but that is the, uh, the but getting back to the main uh, main uh, um, theme over here. So we have a principle that says that making personal requests on Shabbos is something which is not allowed. So now let's see a few cases where this is brought down in Shulchan Aruch, either in Shulchan Aruch, uh, it's alluded to in Shulchan Aruch, or it's mentioned by the Mishra Bura. So here we have, uh, in uh, source number five over here, so this is in Simon Kuf Peches Sif Dalid. So this is a simon that has to do with the language of benching, the precise wording of the text of benching. So we say we're on to the third bracha in benching. So the Shulchan Aruch says, mm-hmm. So the way that the third bracha benching begins is, Hashem We say, we ask Hashem, be merciful. That's what Rachmanus is, Rachem. Be merciful towards us, Hashem. Oh, Hashem Or we say, you should comfort us, Nechama. In the brach ends, Okay, however it ends. And then Shulchan Aruch says that And we don't change the wording of benching from the, week, from the way that it's said during the weekday to the way that it's said on Shabbos. Because regardless of whether you're benching during the week, and there are no restrictions against personal requests, or whether you are benching on Shabbos, where there are potentially per, uh, restrictions against personal requests, either way, we go ahead and we say the exact same wording in benching. Now, the fact that we have to emphasize that it's going to be the same wording. So here, Mishabur explains, Ratzalomar, this is Sifkat and Tess. He says, Ratzalomar, we mean to say is, Dim Omer Bechol Rachem, that earth during the week, we begin the third bracha with the word Rachem, which I assume everybody here begins with that word, Rachem Hashem Elkeinu, or Rachem No Hashem Elkeinu, Yomar B'Shabbos Gam Kein Rachem. So when you bench on Shabbos, you use the exact same word. So here the Mishabura addresses the question directly. Ah, how could we ask God for mercy? Isn't that a violation of making a personal request on Shabbos? So why is that allowed? So you say, no, hachashayni, it's different over here. The tofes bracha kachi, tamid. Because, like we said, with the explanation that we gave in the Yushami, that whenever we're using standard universal language for the bracha, we don't differentiate between weekday and Shabbos. So since during the week, everybody says, rachem Hashem alokeinu. So on Shabbos, we're going to use the exact same wording, and we don't deviate from that, we don't change that, because it's Shabbos, because that is part of the standard text. Okay. So that explains why we would say Rachem on Shabbos, even though uh, it constitutes some sort of personal request, and that is because that's the tofes of the bracha, that's considered to be the universal language of the bracha. Now, the Mishabura asks another question. There's another thing that is going on over here in benching, and that is, the, oops, sorry, going the wrong way. Now remember, after we get after we finish the Olam after we finish the fourth bracha, so there are a series of harachamans where we say the merciful one. That's what harachaman means. So go ahead and give us X, give us Y, give us Z, give us P, give us D, give us Q. We have all sorts of requests. So why are we allowed to say that language in benching on Shabbos? Because the Harachamans were not enacted by Chazal, it was introduced hundreds of years later, centuries later, 
after Chazal, they went ahead and introduced the uh, the Harachamans. So why do we say those on Shabbos, maybe those should constitute personal requests, which are Asr on Shabbos? So to that, the Mishaburah says, Although it was not instituted by Chazal, but being that everybody says that as part of the standard text when benching, so it's considered to now be universal text. It's considered to be universal. And once it's considered to be universal text, so it doesn't violate the rule against making personal requests on Shabbos, even though it's not Chazal. So that's now the new Chiddush, is that when we say that something which is part of the universal text of a bracha, we don't mean to limit that to a bracha which was composed by Chazal, but any tefillah, which is regularly said by people. So that is, uh, and it's said, whether it's during the, they, it's said during the week as well. So that is not going to be subject to this restriction of making personal requests on Shabbos, and you would be good to go. Okay. Now we move to another halacha where this comes up. This is in Reish Samaches Sif base. So this is now, we've moved down from the halachas of benching to the halachas of Shabbos. And we say that Now I'm not going to ask for a show of hands how many people have had this experience in the past month, but sometimes it happens to be that we uh, we begin to daydream during davening, and the danger of daydreaming during a Shabbos davening is you may begin your weekday Shmonesrei even though it's Shabbos. So what do you do when you start the weekday Shmones, the weekday bracha v'atachonen adam das? And then you realize, oh, it's Friday night. I shouldn't be saying atachonen. I should be saying atakidashta. So here, Shulchan Aruch addresses it and says, "In tov If on any one of this, uh, the the uh, no, I shouldn't say everyone, but on uh, for sure by Marav Shachris and Mincha on Shabbos, if you begin one of the weekday brachas atachonen adam das, gomer osa brachas So you finish whatever bracha you started. So you finish to the end of Chonin Hadas. Umaskel Shal Shabbos, and only afterwards do you go ahead and you begin the Shabbos Bracha. Lo doesn't make a difference whether you realize in the first Bracha of Atachonin, Lo Achas Mishar Brachas, or whether you made it, you know, halfway through Shemon Esrei, and then you realize that it's Shabbos and not a weekday. Some people don't realize until they go ahead and they say, And they hit themselves, and then they catch themselves that they weren't supposed to hit themselves because it's Shabbos, and we don't say that. So that's when they go ahead and they'll uh, they'll pivot oh, the, uh, to, the, uh, to, the, to uh, the Shabbos Brachas. Whatever you started saying, whatever Bracha you started saying, you have to finish. Sorry. And only then do you switch back to the uh, to the week uh, to the Shabbos Monastery. So he says. So the Mishabur explains why if you, if we if we don't say the weekday Shmonesrei, if we don't say those middle thirteen brachas on Shabbos, so why not stop in the middle? Why isn't it considered to be something inappropriate to be said on Shabbos? And you should be able to just stop in the middle of the or you should be required to stop in the middle of the bracha. So here the Mishabur explains Hatamhu. The reason why you can, you complete the bracha that you started is the bedinu debay brachas because the truth is is that there's no difference in terms of needs 
between Shabbos and weekday. Whatever we need during the weekday, we need during Shabbos too. We need Das, we need Slicha, we need Mechila, we need uh, Parnasa, not that we're earning Parnasa, we need Rifaino, all those things which we need during the week, we need during Shabbos. And really what we should do is, it's, it's an amazing thing to think about, but the Mishabura is saying that really what Chazal should have, uh, should have done for us is that they should have kept the regular Shmon even on Shabbos, and we'll add a Yala Viyavo, which mentions Shabbos, on Shabbos, the same way we do, which is what we do on Rosh Chodesh and Chalamoid. We say a regular weekday Shmon and we just add, we mention the specialness of the day in that, uh, that bracha. So why not do the same thing on Shabbos? But Chazal didn't want us to spend too much time davening on Shabbos. So they didn't want to be matriachas, they didn't want to burden us. Therefore, And therefore, they enacted a single bracha to be the middle part of the Amida on Shabbos. Therefore, if you, you, you lost track, and you went ahead and you started another bracha, so you might as well finish it because it's not inherently offensive. If you say Yantif Shmon Esrei on Shabbos, so we don't say finish it off and then switch back to Shabbos because Yantif is completely inappropriate on Shabbos. But over here to say weekday Shmon Esrei on Shabbos, it's not in and of itself offensive. It's just something which Chazal didn't want to impose on us. But since it's not offensive, if you already started the bracha, you have to finish it. Because it's technically appropriate. And only afterwards do you go ahead and then pick it up with the correct bracha that you should say for that particular amida, whether it's a Friday night, Shabbos morning, or Shabbos mincha. Now, comes along with Arach HaShochan, and he raises another question. With regards to so once we're talking about the Shabbos Shmonesri, once we're talking about the Shabbos Amida and making personal requests and whatnot, so the Aruch HaShulchan says, wait a minute, I got a problem over here. He says, lomar gam Shabbos. He says, why do we say the paragraph after Shalom? We say, right? We begin that paragraph, God, guard my tongue from speaking bad. So that is a personal request. But it, it's clear because it's in the singular. We don't say Elokeinu, we say Elokai, Nitzor Lishoni, all of that is in the singular. So why isn't that entire paragraph of Elokai Nitzor, why doesn't that constitute a personal request? And we shouldn't be allowed to say Elokai Nitzor on Shabbos. So the Aruch is bothered by this. He says, we do say Elokai Nitzor, even though we have this rule against making personal requests on Shabbos, but being that everybody says it during the week as well, so just like the Harachamans, it's now considered to be part of the standard text of Tfila. So even though it's not part of the Amida as instituted by Chazal, but once it's a universal paragraph which everybody says, so as we've seen already before, this now becomes standard text. In standard text, we say on Shabbos, even if it contains a personal request. Okay, you're out. Now we move on to a third halacha. In Shulchan Aruch, this is in Reish Peches. This is later on in the uh, in Hilcho Shabbos. And here, we talk about Hamis'ana um, B'Shabbos. Somebody is fasting on Shabbos. What would be an example where somebody would fast on Shabbos? Generally, you're not allowed to fast on Shabbos. 
So what's a circumstance where somebody would be fasting on Shabbos? So back in the day, if somebody had a bad dream and they were worried about some negative impact, negative implication of a bad dream, so the way that you undo a bad dream is you do what's called the Tainus Chalom. You fast on the day that you had that dream. And this is considered to be a pretty uh, important fast. You want to do it on that day of the uh, of the dream. That's the most important time to do it in order to undo any potential bad effects of the dream. So here Shulchan Aruch says, So if somebody is fasting on Shabbos because they had a bad dream, Omer, they say, So they add the paragraph of Aneinu. So Aneinu is a personal request. Now this, what, what's shifting over here is, that Aneinu, although it's in the plural, Aneinu is not standard text, which everybody's going to be saying on Shabbos. It's not even something which is standard text, which everybody says during the week. It's said only on special occasions. So here you have a circumstance where a person had a bad dream, and Shulchan Aruch is saying that you're going to say Aneinu, v'kololo belokai nitzor, and you're going to go ahead and you're going to include it in the paragraph of elokai nitzor, but this should be uh, uh, offensive, this should be considered usher to do because this would certainly be a personal request. It's not the standard language of Shmon Esrei. It's not said by everybody every time they say Shmon Esrei. It's something which is being done to address your personal need because you had a bad dream. So why do we go ahead and uh, allow the recitation of Anenu? So here the Mishaburah says, Reish Pechas Sivka and Chav Beis, Kasra Achronin, he says that there's another tefillah that the person is able to say. You may recognize this from the Yamim Noraim Shmon Esrei, where we say, God, before I was formed, I was not uh, worthy. And now that you have created me, so it's as if you didn't create me because I'm no more worthy than I was before. And Yihiratzon, and we say other Yihiratzons, so saying these tefillahs are also going to be permitted. I, what about the fact that you're not allowed to make personal requests on Shabbos? So here the Mishabur explains, as we're going to see in the name of the Achronim, Now we're further narrowing this restriction. The restriction against making personal requests on Shabbos applies when you're going to daven for somebody who is ill, when they're not deathly ill, but somebody who's ill and you want them to have a refor shleima, that's a personal request. Or a person's davening for parnasa, vidomelo, or something similar, where you try, you're davening to Hashem to alleviate some sort of distress which you're experiencing. So that if there's a personal distress which you're experiencing, we don't go ahead and ask Hashem to alleviate that on Shabbos. That is the restriction. Aval charatas avonos, but to go ahead and to say a paragraph, a tefillah, that captures the regret one has for the sins which he has committed, like a vidui of sorts, a confession of sorts, that's a good idea to say every day. As long as you don't use the language of vidui, but you go ahead and but to go ahead and express your desire that Hashem should forgive you for your sins, so that is not considered to be a personal request. Personal requests are refuah, are parnasa, but asking that the bad dream should be undone, or asking Hashem to uh, forgive a person because of the sins which they have committed, so that does not violate this rule of personal requests on Shabbos, and therefore that's going to be okay. 
And in fact, if you look, the source of this idea of the, where the Mishabur is coming from is from a work which is called Seder Hayom. It talks about a lot of davening-related things and a lot of the different ideas mixed in with, so with Kabbalah here and there. But he says, he, he elaborates further. Mishabur was really condensing what it says in the Seder Hayom. And he says a fascinating idea. He says, If a person had a dream, not I have a dream, but a person had a dream, and v'nafsho aguma, and the person is in distress as a result of the dream, it was a bad dream, and it was bad enough that it's appropriate to fast, so he should fast, the person is allowed to be sad, even though it's Shabbos, although generally we are opposed to experiencing sadness on Shabbos, in the event that it's in response to a bad dream, so that is an appropriate response, and says the Seder, it seems to me, that a person should go ahead and should supplicate before the king, and you should confess uh, in your heart, lay more by saying, I committed all sorts of sins, different categories of sins, and you should remove my sins so that I should not die, you're allowed to say that request on Shabbos. So you're allowed to say to Hashem, Hashem, please forgive me for my sins so that I should not die. Ah, why isn't that considered to be a personal request which should not be done on Shabbos? So says the Seder Hayom, amazingly, he says, Because if he had a bad dream, so there's some bad stuff which is going on in Shemaim, and a person's life may, may very well be on the line as a result of that. And that's why we're allowed to fast on Shabbos, because it's considered to be such a pressing, immediate need that you can't tell the person, wait till tomorrow. Tomorrow may very well be too late. So therefore, the only time to go ahead and address this is right away on Shabbos. So it's a pikuach nefesh type of thing. And we know that pikuach nefesh overrides most restrictions. And just like you're allowed to fast in the first place on Shabbos when one has a bad dream because of pikuach nefesh considerations, because there may be some gzeira in Shemaim against a person which needs to be annulled ASAP as quickly as possible. And therefore, um, uh, as quickly as possible, a QAP, I guess, not as soon as possible, a QAP, as quickly as possible. So therefore, you need to go ahead and fast on Shabbos. And for the same, so you're allowed to fast on Shabbos. And for the very same reason that we allow you to fast on Shabbos, because it's considered to be a matter of pikuach nefesh, so by the same token, you're allowed to say this vidui on Shabbos, not the standard text of vidui Hashem Bagadu Gazalu, for different reasons, but you are allowed to say these things on, uh, on Shabbos because it is considered to be such a pressing need. Okay. Now we get to, I don't know who the Ali Tamar is. It's a commentary to the Yushami. Um, I didn't have a chance to look up who it is. But he now raises a number of things which we say. And one of them I've wondered about for a long time. So I was uh, excited to see that th- it's raised as a question. He says, first he says, He says, it's pashat, it's obvious that just like there's a restriction against personal requests on Shabbos, so the same restriction applies on Yantif. 
Because there's no reason to differentiate. We don't want you to feel sad, and we don't want you to, whatever the, the reasons why we don't want you to go ahead and make personal requests on Shabbos, apply just the same on Yontif. Now he says, but now I have a question. Okay. We'll skip all of this. He says, So we know this to be true, that when Rosh Hashanah falls on Shabbos, we don't say Avinu Malkeinu, even though on Rosh Hashanah we do say Avinu Malkeinu after Shmon Asrei, but when uh, Rosh Hashanah coincides with Shabbos, we do not. Why? Because when we say Avinu Malkeinu, because Avinu Malkeinu contains all sorts of personal requests, we ask Hashem for all sorts of things in Avinu Malkeinu, and we don't do that on Shabbos. Okay, I understand. We, we, we finally have an example of where we actually enforce this rule against personal requests on Shabbos, and therefore we don't say Avinu Malkeinu when Rosh Hashanah falls on Shabbos. But what do we see? But that means that when it's a regular yontif of Rosh Hashanah, not when it coincides with Shabbos, but a regular yontif of Rosh Hashanah, we can say, we do say Avinu Malkeinu, even though it involves personal requests. So we just got through saying that the same restriction of personal requests that applies on Shabbos applies on yontif, and yet when it comes to Avinu Malkeinu, when it's Rosh Hashanah Shabbos, we don't say Avinu Malkeinu, but if it's just Rosh Hashanah, we will say Avinu Malkeinu. If it's Asar and Shabbos, it should be Asar and Yantav as well. So we should never be saying Avinu Malkeinu. So why do we say Avinu Malkeinu on Rosh Hashanah? So he says, Shani Rosh Hashanah, Mishar Yantav. The difference is not between Shabbos and Yantav. The difference is between Rosh Hashanah and the other Yom Tovim, the Shalosh Regalim. Shetiknu bo kamashelot tzurachim, kamashihirich bezeh, because on Rosh Hashanah, Chazal instituted many different personal requests which we throw into the davening as they say, uh, because it's a time of judgment, and therefore it's similar to what the Seder Hayom says. He doesn't say it in these terms, but it's similar to the Seder Hayom that we don't really have much time to get a good judgment other than on Rosh Hashanah. So since this is really the best time to do so, if I don't do it on on Rosh Hashanah, so when am I going to go ahead and say these tefillahs? And the, some, uh, some Rishonim maintain that when Rosh Hashanah, oh, sorry, Rosh Hashanah and Yom, when Yom Kippur and Shabbos coincide, we do say Avinu Malkeinu. Now we only say it by Ne'ilu Alamaisa, but the Rishonim will say that you can say Avinu Malkeinu on Shabbos Yom Kippur, Mibnei Shugmar Din. Because this is the final judgment, the final day of judgment, the final day of the Seyers And you can't say, you know what, you'll say Avinu Malkeinu tomorrow. Tomorrow is too late. The judgment is already over by tomorrow. Tomorrow is right after Yom Kippur. Vasu, amazing uh, metaphor which they use, Vasu Kinirdaf. And we treat everybody in Klai Yisrael is like somebody who's being pursued by a, uh, a killer, by somebody who's trying to kill them, by a rodev. Where somebody's there is a, 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 a clear in present danger. Where you're allowed to cry out even on Shabbos. Okay, so that is as far as Avinu Malkeinu. So Avinu Malkeinu on a regular Rosh Hashanah, that's okay because it's the Yom Adin. When it coincides with Shabbos, so Shabbos is going to override because it's Shabbos. But when it comes to Yom Kippur, at least according to some Rishonim, we say it no matter what because we don't we can't really wait until tomorrow because. Tomorrow is already uh, too late as far as the uh, final 
the closest which we have with Hashem and the ability to be able to reach out and plead for uh, uh, for mercy and for our lives. Now, the next thing he wants to know is, I should really am going to put a paragraph uh, break in there. He says, but he says, I have another problem. And this is one of the things which we say on Yontif. He says, As everybody knows, that when we take out the Torah on the Shol Shregalim, so the first thing we do, which is unique, is we say, Hashem, Hashem, and then after that, the tefillah, there's a whole tefillah, which we say quietly, which concludes with the Anisa Filasi. So he says, and the origin of this comes from the Arizal. Okay, and we don't have to look at the other sources. Um, and then we say, that, and as we know, this is what we do, because of Machzorim, and the Machzorim say, that when Yantiv and Shabbos coincide, we don't say the Hashem Hashem Kerachum Vachanun, and we don't say the Ribbona Shalom. So the guest question, once again, the Ali Tamar asks is, why are we differentiating between Shabbos and Yantiv? We don't say these paragraphs on Shabbos because we don't want to make personal requests on Shabbos. But if personal requests are Asar on Shabbos, they're just as Asar on Yantiv. So why, when it's Stama Yantif, are we allowed to say them? But when it's Yantif and Shabbos, we don't say them. If, they, if they're considered to be personal requests, it should be Asr on both days, Shabbos and Yantif. And if they're not personal requests, it should be Mutter on both days. But why are we differentiating between when it's Shabbos and not? He says, so why would we be allowed to go ahead and, uh, and say them? And then he says that he brings down opinions which actually subscribe to that view, but he doesn't answer the question. He ultimately doesn't have a resolution as to why we say this Ribbona Shalom on Yontif and why it does not violate this rule of making personal requests on either Shabbos or on Yontif. The only resolution which we would perhaps suggest at this point in Jewish history is that it's considered to be part of the standard text of the Siddur. And once, once Artsko put it in there, so it's now considered to be standard universal text. And once something is standard universal text, so we've already seen that that, uh, that itself may be an allowance to go ahead and say these, uh, say these tefillahs. Okay, now we get to the last part, which is uh, the question that we had at the outset that we wanted to uh, consider, and that is the allowance to say whether it's appropriate to say tefillahs hashlah when an heir of Rosh Chodesh, which coincides with Shabbos, as it happened this past year. So is that an appropriate thing to do, or is it inappropriate? So here, in a sefer called Penine Halacha, so this is from Revel Yashiv. These are uh, contain uh, rulings of Revel Yashiv related to davening. So it says, Rabbeinu, and I put in parentheses, Rav Yashif, uh, So Rav Yashif, he ruled that it is permitted. He didn't explain why, but he ruled that it's permitted to say the Tfilas Hashla when Er Rosh Chodesh falls on Shabbos as it did this year. The only thing that you should be mindful of is you don't want to go ahead and say the uh, the, the the section of it which where we ask Hakadosh Baruch Hu for good parnasa. So the part which addresses parnasa, 
which is not ruchnius at all. It's not spiritual at all. It's a, it's a, a, a physical need. So that, the uh, Revel Yashiv says, that is a personal request. So that part should be left out when you're saying it on Shabbos. But the rest of the text, where we're asking HaKadosh Baruch Hu to bless our families, that, that we should be uh, adherent and loyal to Torah. So that, Rav Yashiv says, is not a problem to go ahead and say that on Shabbos. He does not find that to be offensive. Okay. So we have a psaq from Rav Yashiv. Rav Yashiv said that it can be said on Shabbos and just be mindful to leave out that, uh, that part. But then in source 15, the last of the sources we have, so this is Derech Sicha, from a sefer called Derech Sicha. This is a collection of rulings from Rav Chaim Kinevsky. Now it's always fascinating because Rav Chaim Kinevsky was Rav Yashiv's son-in-law. So they had obviously a relationship with, uh, with one another. But Rav, Rav Chaim did not feel uh, that he has to subscribe always to his father-in-law's views. Not necessarily he knew every view of his father-in-law, but he did not feel compelled that he has to rule in accordance with his father-in-law all the time. So here they they asked, they asked Rukhayim, Sheila, first thing is, Sheila, Tfil al-Ruchnius b'Shabbos mahu. So granted, I'm not allowed to daven for Parnas on Shabbos. I understand it's a personal request. We don't want you to be sad. We don't want you to be focused on things which are lacking on Shabbos. Shabbos is the time where you're supposed to perceive the entire universe as having reached a perfected state. So physical things like Parnassah, you're not allowed to ask for on Shabbos. Am I allowed to daven for Ruchnias things? I want to learn better. I want to have more time to learn. I want to be able to, uh, to daven better. Whatever my tefillah is, am I allowed to daven a personal Ruchnias tefillah on Shabbos? Says Reb Chaim, Tshuva, he says, Asr. He says, it is asur. It's not allowed. Viraya, and the proof that it's not allowed, even though it's a spiritual pursuit, is it's a ruchnius pursuit. Shebitzu gam birchas chonein hadas. Because Chazal also said, we don't say the brach of chonein hadas. Now, why do we want HaKadosh Baruch Hu to grant us das? We want das so that we can study Torah. So the request that we make for, from Hashem, that He should give us wisdom and understanding and knowledge and all of that, that is all in the pursuit of the acquisition of Torah. And yet, Chazal said, we don't do that on Shabbos. And therefore, just like we see that we can't even ask for Das, which is helpful in the spiritual pursuit of Torah study on Shabbos. So therefore, Huadin, the same thing is going to be true of any other spiritual requests. We don't make such spiritual requests on Shabbos. But, says Ubchayim, we'll be here, Mutter. But although you can't verbalize these things, if you want to go ahead and you want to say a silent prayer inside of your head without verbalizing it, so that, Reb Chaim says, is motor. Because thinking about some spiritual pursuit or spiritual request that you have should be no different conceptually than the fact that although you're not allowed to discuss business on Shabbos, you are allowed to go ahead and think about business. Thinking about things does not violate uh, Shabbos. Um, uh, it's only speaking about them. So the same thing says Reb Chaim, although you're not allowed to verbalize a tefillah for spiritual pursuits on Shabbos, if you want to go ahead and just think about it in your head, so that is okay. Now, with that backdrop, a couple questions later, they ask Reb Chaim, when Erev Rosh Chodesh Sivan falls on Shabbos, like it did this year, are you allowed to say tefillah hashla on Shabbos or not? Shuva, so Chaim responded, now with a definitive answer, he said, 
He said it, was, it would seem to be that this is restricted. It would seem to be that you're not allowed to. Why? Because we have this rule, which, as we've seen now, applies in all cases, except for all the cases where it doesn't apply. But we have this rule that you're not allowed to go ahead and make requests on Shabbos. And remember, keep in mind, there are Chaim included in that, even spiritual requests. So even something which is a spiritual pursuit, but nonetheless, it's a personal request. So you're not allowed to go ahead and do that. Um, you're not allowed to make that on Shabbos. And you can't argue in this case that the tefillah sashla is some sort of universal tefillah, which is said all of the time, because most people say it one day out of the year. So it wouldn't meet any of those things like Elokai Nitzor or Ribona Shalom or any of those things. And therefore, he says, I don't know why, you, I, 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 it seems to me that it should be asked to say. Aval, and this is what I was wondering about as well, Aval Tefillah Sashla Yaktimenu Liyom Kodim. You can say the Tefillah Sashla on Erev, Erev Rosh Chodesh, meaning on the Friday before Shabbos, you could say it then. Why? Because why would you have to go ahead and say it specifically on Erev Rosh Chodesh? If you say it on Erev, Erev Rosh Chodesh, it's the same tefillah. It's the same words. It, it represents, it expresses the same needs and the same wants that we have that our families should remain loyal to Torah and mitzvahs. So therefore, it's appropriate Erev Rosh Chodesh Sivan, and it's appropriate Erev Erev Rosh Chodesh Sivan. So since there is an opposition to saying it on Shabbos, and there's no reason not to say it on Friday, as opposed to a different tefillah, which I, I didn't uh, include that part of this paragraph over here, but as opposed to other tefillahs where there is a specific day where it has to be said and you would not push it off, by the tefillah sashlar, Chaim feels that that's not the case. And therefore, why say it on Shabbos, which is potential violation of the restriction against making personal requests, just say it on Friday rather than Shabbos. But he says, once again, he repeats, umistabah should be here, shabbos. However, if you want to go ahead and think about the tefillah, rather than actually verbalizing it and saying it out loud, so that would seem to be something which uh, uh, Reb Chaim would say, that would be uh, that would be permitted. All right, so that is uh, what we have for you.